Welcome to the No Fear Podcast of First Presbyterian Church. My name is Bob Fuller, Senior Pastor of First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas, with your No Fear Word of the Day. Thanks for being with us today. My name is Bob Fuller, and I'm the senior pastor of First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas. Well, the purpose of this podcast is to give a couple of occasions of encouragement during the week as we together explore some of the 365 times that the Bible talks about having courage. It says, fear not. It says, be not afraid. It says, have courage. One way or another, 365 times. And We are exploring as many of those passages as we can. So today on the No Fear Podcast, we are going to have something very special. We're going to have our first ever interview for this time together. And today I am thrilled that we're going to be talking to one of our covenant partners, Richard Peacock, who is the owner and proprietor of Paloma Blanca and also of the new and improved Chris Madrid's. He is a member of our church, and he comes every week, or I'm sure he is forced to come every week by his wonderful wife, Brooke, and his sons, Cardo and Harrison. And Richard, thank you for being here with us today. This is awesome to have you on the podcast today. Well, Bob, you are nice to nice to invite me. I didn't realize I was the first guest. I feel like there's some added pressure here to not like torpedo this to where, you know, you can do this again. So I'll try to behave. We're just trying to keep you from doing any permanent damage. Um, this is, this is going to be fun though, because, uh, last week after our Tuesday morning Bible study, uh, Richard and I were in a conversation on the phone. Of course, we have to do all of the social distancing kind of thing, but, but we were, we were just talking about, what we're going through right now and how we are dealing with this COVID-19 crisis. And Richard just said some things and, and told me about some things that are going on in his life that he's feeling. And I literally said to him, I really wish that I had been recording that for my podcast. <laughs> and that's why we're here today, because I, I, number one, I, it was kind of a put up or shut up moment. I wanted to prove to you that I I really did want to hear this recorded, but I really want you to share with uh, with the members of our church and anybody else who might listen to this some of the things that are that are going on in your life right now. So, so Richard, what's going on? Mention some of the things that you that you were talking about the other day on the phone. What's going on at work? What's going on at home? How you're dealing with this crisis? Um, you've got some great stuff to share and I'm just going to ask you some questions along the way. Sure. Well, uh, you know, again, I feel like you just piled more pressure on me, Bob, but I'll try to, you know, <laughs> that's my I'll job. Try to clear the hurdles here. Golly. It's like, I've just wandered onto a Saturday night light skit here. Um, no, I, I know I do appreciate you asking me on. And, um, you know, one of the things I've discovered is that some things that have happened, um, in my career, in my life, the last few years, um, have, uh, have really, you know, come back and, and, and paid dividends in ways that I, I really never imagined. And, um, and I've really been thinking about that a lot in the last few weeks, really, since all this COVID craziness started. And, uh, you know, you know, I think, as you know, we, 
we bought Chris Madrid's um, from the Madrid family in September of 2017. And uh, <laughs> we joked that, that that first 44 days of ownership was pretty fun. The 45th day, uh, not so much because it caught fire. Oh. And uh, it ended up being that uh, it, we were out of the building just about two years and went through just kind of an amazing array of of different challenges. Um, some of my closest friends, uh, unfortunately, can tell you ad nauseum <laughs> how many of those there were. Um, but, you know, even in the midst of it, I could tell that some really good things were coming out of that experience. And uh, I just thought it was, you know, for general life <laughs> moving forward, I didn't really realize that six months after we got back in the building and I thought I was going to be in a, a little calmer place, we would be sort of right back in, right back in the soup with the restaurants, you know, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. You don't, you, your five-year plan, you don't plan for a fire um, and you don't plan for a pandemic either. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, there's just been some really cool things that have happened. Um, and really, I think some things that I'm seeing um, in the last you know, few weeks, even that I, I just think have been really powerful, uh, powerful things in my life. And, and fortunately, as I've had some conversations with other people, it seems like there's some other people that are, are, uh, are seeing the, the, you know, the, the benefit and the, uh, getting the, the, the gist of the things I'm learning as well. So what are some of the things that you learned through the fire experience through the fire crisis and rebuilding and having to deal with that, having to deal with uh, the anxieties of, of the staff and the pressures of people wanting to, you to reopen. What are some of the things you learned through that experience that you feel have become just sort of battlefield preparation for what's going on right now? Well, I tell you, there's been a lot of really, really important lessons that I've learned. Um, primarily because of the mistakes I've made, I guess. But, you know, one of them that instantly comes to mind is I don't know that any of us is ever as effective of an influence for the Lord as we are when we're in the midst of something really tough, something really difficult. You know, because I know in my own life, and I'm sure it's, you know, true in, in the lives of others that, you know, it's it's kind of easy to, you know, talk about Jesus when the sun is shining. But, you know, when the storms come, if you can still, you know, express your faith in him and you can still um, convey to people that it hasn't uh, hasn't caused you to waver in your faith, um, that you still know that he's in control, whether he, you can see evidence of that moment to moment or not. You know, that's when I've discovered I can really I can really influence, hopefully, in a, in a helpful way. So, I mean, I think that's one thing. Um, and, you know, I think the other thing, Bob, is that um, that just sort of instantly springs to mind is um, that even in the midst of, of really tough times, if I really try, if I'm really intentional about it, I can see the Lord's hand in the middle of those times. I can hmm. see right. the really cool things coming about, even in the midst of something that I would not have picked and something that's you know, largely not a whole lot of fun. 
You know, um, once you gave me one of my favorite quotes, uh, and I don't remember to whom you attributed this quote. Maybe it is original to you, but you said that whatever the Lord allows, He redeems. How have you seen that in this? In, oh my gosh! In this process. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I think you know we don't know why the Lord allows certain things. We know the the Lord. You know, we know the the nature of Him is such that He didn't cause these things. But we do know that given, again, the nature of who he is, what he is, that, you know, certain things he does allow. And we don't know why. But we do know that everything he does allow, for whatever reason, he will redeem. You know, I, I give you an example, not even having something to do with the fire. I'll go back a couple of years before that. I was involved in a, a, a business, a, a real estate development that... Um, I ended up sort of being the the face of, so to speak, the public face of. And I naively thought at the time that as soon as we propose this thing in our part of the world, people are going to love it. And it turned into a very public thing where a lot of people were pretty unhappy with me. Hmm. And, and it really wrecked me uh, for a considerable period of time. I mean, like, weeks and weeks, if not, you know, months and months where I just, I really, I, I, I couldn't hardly think of anything else. So on the surface of it, I was thinking, God, I wonder why the Lord's allowing people to beat me up. I mean, I'm, you know, they're, they're saying things about me online, you know, they're mm-hmm. ascribing motivations right. and things to me that, that aren't, that aren't true. That's not where my heart is. I'll, you know, I just, I don't get this. And what, I came to realize, Bob, in, in that circumstance, is that the thing that seems to be going on, the, the most obvious visible thing, is not at all what was really going on. And I, and I say that to say this, you know, the Lord, I think, used that experience to break me of something that I had to be broken of, which is this addiction to the approval of other people. And you know, and it and the it was the fact that it was so painful was indicative of how badly uh, I had gotten focused on what everybody else thought about me. And I mean, I could almost hear myself, Bob, saying, "You know, okay, Lord, listen. I know you're the Alpha, the Omega. You know, I know you sent your Son uh, to to give me eternal life, uh, to to forgive me of my sins. You know." Thanks for that. But for a while, I'm going to set you aside and I'm going to go deal with the guy around the corner who's mad at me because that's really where I'm going to focus my time and attention. I mean, I could almost hear myself saying that and looking back on it, it's it's clearly the way I felt. And so I, I say all that, Bob, to say this, what I'm discovering in the middle of this circumstance is the things that would seem to be apparent from the outside as these negatives, as these things that you don't really see what the point is, have have ended up being incredible teachers mm. to me. And 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 I'm telling you, they have blessed me in some huge ways. And so if I look for things, even in the midst of commotion, um, I can see them. I can see the Lord's hand in them. But I but it's up to me. I mean, I have a decision to make as to whether I'm going to focus on all the negatives or whether I'm going to deliberately try to go find some of the positive, some of the blessings in the middle of all the commotion. You know, I, I really believe that, that when God gives us a challenge, 
whether it is a, a business challenge or an economic challenge, uh, a crisis like you've been through, or whether it's a health crisis, something like that. I think, you know, if, if we survive that, if he brings us through it, I think he, he has used that as an ordination for us to minister to people in a similar crisis down the road. I mean, you have been through incredible pressure uh, over the last two years just to get your business up and running. And then all of a sudden, bam, pandemic. What, what, did you, what would you say to other business owners right now as, as you're working your way through this process, just the one-two punch, one after another? What you just said reminds me of what I, how I try to approach these conversations. Cause you know, like you, like all of us, we're all talking probably to a lot more people on a day-to-day basis than we used to mm. before all this COVID hit. And, and so what I've tried to do is just, you know, at some point it, when we get into conversation like this is I've tried to just basically say something that begins with a version of the phrase, let me tell you about what happened to me. Because I think the most powerful thing I can say to anybody begins with that phrase, that thought, you know, that mindset. You know, I'm not telling you what to do. All I'm telling you is what happened to me wow. and what I have learned in the hopes that maybe it's going to help you. And so, you know, I think the first thing I would say in that spirit is uh, to any other business owner is that there have been a lot of times I have wanted to react in fear, you know. I've let, you know, fear really get a hold of me and I've never been happy with the decision I made that was predominantly based on fear. Mm -hmm. And I have always been happy with the decision I made that was made beyond the fear where I could recalibrate and, you know, get my legs underneath me. Um, Because that's when I realized that I'm much more open to where the Lord may be directing me. I mean, if I'm, if I'm operating a basis of fear, that's, you know, the Lord doesn't, that's, that's not one of the things the Holy spirit, you know, gives us, you know, that's right. Love, joy, peace, patience, and fear. You know, that's just not <laughs> what he does. Right. And so, you know, but I kind of feel like the Lord's like, look, Richard, I can't deal with you until you chill out. Mm. I can't do much with you first thing I would suggest to somebody is that they just try to see past the fear and realize that whether he happens to be, you know, as visible today as he felt like he was last week, that doesn't change the reality that he's still with us and he still wants to guide our steps. So let me ask you related to, to your wife and your sons, do they know that you are doing this interview today? Because this is, I mean, you're, you're touching on some pretty personal stuff and this is going to be heard by literally dozens of people. Um, oh, I was, I mean, I was so, thinking at least six or eight. So yeah, yeah. that's right. We, we may break 10 this week. <laughs> It'll be exciting. This, this, you're going to be the one to push us over the top. Let me change the channel for just a second. This is called the no fear podcast. And, and I wanted to ask you if you'd had a chance to look up or to, to, Think about a story, a a, a, a Bible passage or a, a story with the words, no fear, do not be afraid, have courage, take courage. If you have a no fear uh, word of the day that you can share with us. Well, I mean, I think, you know, certainly the, the I guess the obvious one, at least in my mind, is actually one I talked about with a buddy of mine the other day. He uh, He reached out to me with some 
concerns that he was having about his work situation. And, you know, I just, again, I was just trying to relate to him some of the things you and I've been talking about. And, and I don't, you know, it just kind of popped into my head that I really feel we're all in kind of a, a, you know, Sea of Galilee moment. You're talking about Matthew 14, right? When Jesus tells Peter to step out of the boat onto the surface of the water in the middle of a storm. I mean, I, I think we, we have a choice to make. Are we going to concentrate and focus on the waves? Um, like Peter did, you know, look at Matthew, you know, chapter 14 talks about, um, I mean, not, you know, it talks about Peter, um, you know, focusing on the waves and, um, and starting to sink and, and the, you know, Jesus had to reach out and grab him and bring him into the boat. And I think there's too many times in my life where I've just focused on the waves and, you know, that's, um, that's wow. never, a, that's never a winning strategy. Right. <laughs> I, right. I can tell you in my own experience. And so I, I do think, I think we, each of us individually and as a community and as a body of believers, I think we, we have a decision to make. Are, are we going to intentionally, you know, choose to look past the waves and keep our eyes focused on the Lord or not? And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the passage that pops into my head as much as anything. You know, well, I mean, I don't want to minimize, you know, I, here's the thing. I mean, the waves are real, but so it's not in my mind, it's not saying that the waves don't exist. You know, it's just saying that we know who calms the waves. We know who has dominion over the waves and, and it's making a decision that we're going to focus on him um, regardless of how choppy things get. If you had to, if you had to preach one sermon, what would that sermon be about? Or what would the title of that sermon be? I don't know. I think, well, I will tell you that if I was, if I was preaching it today um, with all that's going on, you know, I grew up at Trinity Baptist with Buckner Fanning as our pastor. And, um, and one of my favorite sermons of his was entitled Scarecrows. Mm. And basically the, the whole sermon could be wrapped up in one sentence. And that is this, that the smart bird realizes that the scarecrow is an invitation to a feast. Mm. Wow. And, and I can tell you in my life, Bob, that I have, I have seen this proven out in my own life over and over and over again, where the things that have scared me, um, the things that I just, I got so wrapped around the axle over, got so concerned about, worried about, fearful about, those situations ended up being some of the best things that ever happened to me. Because if I can look past that thing that scares me so many times, at the, at the foot of that have been some Im immense blessings in my life. You know, I, I, and I think I would, I guess one thing I would hope for anybody that might, for all six or eight of these people that are listening tonight, <laughs> uh, that, that that they may take that away from this, that that I would just encourage them because of what I've seen in my own life to really try to look past that 
knowing that the Lord is still on the throne, he's still sovereign, and that there actually could be, and I would venture to bet, there will be some real blessings in the midst of some scary things that they may be going through. Richard, thank you for being with us today on the No Fear Podcast. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you especially for sharing your encouragement. And thank you for being with us again for this No Fear Podcast. Please join us for this and our other daily podcasts throughout the COVID-19 crisis at fpcsanantonio.org. Until next time, I'm Bob Fuller of First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, Texas. Be not afraid. God is real. Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is with us. God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He has a position for you on his team and a place for you at his table.